going on, Lo? Hey, hey, hey. It's another day. <laughs> that made me think of that song from Mean Girls where it's like, hey, 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 what's happening? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, my God. You're not a true Mean Girls fan. <laughs> Why am I blanking out on that? Because it's like, hey, 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 what's happening? And then it goes into that song where it's like, I can't do the beat with my mouth. But like it has like that wild beat. I don't know if you heard it, you would know what I'm talking about, but the song starts off like that. But anyways, that just reminded me of it. <laughs> gotcha. Obviously, I was saying another reason to watch the movie. Right. Any excuse to watch Mean Girls, honestly. But it's Wednesday, so I'll wear pink tomorrow. Oh, maybe I'll wear pink tomorrow. If I actually do, I'll send you a picture of me wearing pink. I really well, don't own much pink, though. So I don't well, even you can't know. sit with me. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. Oh, anyways, <laughs> what's going on with you? Um, just trying to sell some furniture. Didn't really pan out how I wanted to quite yet, but tomorrow's a new day. And worked the regular job today and went to the new house to drop some stuff off. Organized the kitchen there for a little bit. Uh, went nice. to Wendy's. I had my dog with me, so... The lady at the window gave my dog a free six-piece chicken nuggets from Wendy's. Honestly, so, if, if I worked at Wendy's or any place, I would probably, anytime a dog came through the drive-thru, I would for sure give them a free thing, too. So the, Phoebe was like, hell yeah, score. Right? So, yeah, that's kind of my evening. And now I'm here hanging out with my bestie, my ride or die, going to talk about some true crime. Heck um, yeah. Ending the night, ending the night strong, <laughs> ending the night on a positive note. Well, like the podcasting part, the actual story isn't necessarily ending it on a positive <laughs> note, which we'll get into, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Is your life good today? My life was fine. My life was pretty boring today. Honestly, I just worked and then I came home and I did laundry and I did dishes and I made eggs for dinner. And then I sat on my phone and then I was talking to you and then now we're doing this. <laughs> and that was my life today. Pretty, pretty below average. I mean, not that it was bad, but it was just boring. <laughs> well, hopefully our homie Dex Shepard was having a better day. Whoop. Oh, I'm sure he was. They look like they've been having fun lately traveling to, I don't know where the heck they've been. They've been to a few places lately. <sighs> but... What are we drinking today? Do you want to take the honors today? Well, sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I can live up to your delivery, but uh, you will exceed my uh, my delivery of it. Today we are drinking barefoot frescato strawberry. See, you did way better than me. You made it like <laughs> you made it like dramatic and fun. <laughs> you made it like a commercial. Imagine. As Lo was saying that, that she was like on a hammock, like on the beach. That's just the vibe that it gave off when you said it like that. <laughs> Friscato, strawberry. Strawberry, Friscato. <laughs> you say that, and it's like just nothing but my toes and like the ocean waves coming up and then pushing back. And you just right. see my, my legs and then the glass of wine. <laughs> and then it pans up to your face as you say it, and your, your hair is like blowing in the wind. <laughs> Like all dramatic. 
Yeah. Okay. You hear that barefoot? We just made a full on commercial for you. Okay. A visual or I guess an audio commercial that people can visualize in their minds. (laughs) And ding, ding, ding. I said barefoot in the sand and it's barefoot brand. You see what I did there? Didn't even know it. I'm that good. Genius marketing (laughs) genius. I tell you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah, I like all the fruitscados. They're all they're all delicious. I haven't tried all of them, but all the ones that I have tried, top notch. You know, they're cheap, they're good. Can't get any better than that. Crisp and clean. I'd say with no caffeine, but that's like seven up. <laughs> another freebie ad. We're just like bringing it on for everybody. I know. We just give uh, bring free- it on. Ding ding ding. <laughs> We're just giving free ads out, man. Mean Girls, I mean. Right? Also, another ad for Mean Girls. Apparently, they're going on tour with, like, a Broadway Mean Girls show. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know how I feel about it. Same. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that could just ruin it for me. I mean, it'll never ruin Mean Girls, but it would just be, like, too much, I feel. You know? It's its own thing. I feel like it doesn't need to be uh, extended. But that's a whole other rant I could go on. Um, so yeah, I guess I will just jump into the story now. Probably should because we probably lost like six listeners by now. I know. Talking about mean girls and whatever the heck else we said. I don't even remember. <laughs> Barefoot sand, whatever. Okay. So today um we will be talking about a woman named Missy Beavers. Um, her actual name was Terry Beavers. But everyone called her Missy. I guess that was just like the nickname that she went by. Um, So she was born on August 9th, 1970. Shout out to Mama K. That's her birthday. Not 1970, but August 9th. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yes, uh, so she was born to James Clinton Strickland and Norma Strickland. She was the second child of three. Her brothers are Clifford and Clint Strickland. Now, Missy attended Jacksboro High School, and then she graduated in 1988. She then applied to different colleges um, until she started to attend Tarleton State University, where she actually got a degree in sciences in 1995. Another shout out to me. That is my birth year. Okay. Sorry. Just two different shout out birthdays there. Now we know why she picked this story. That's the only yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason. I just read the the intro to her life and I was hooked. Um, no, but in 1998, she married Brandon Beavers, um, and they ended up having three children together: Hannah, who was born in 2001; Allie in 2003; and Sarah in 2007. Um, I believe that her and Brandon met, she was at work and I guess there was this like cute little old lady who was like, oh my gosh, you know, you should meet my son. I think you guys would be so cute. Um, And I guess it worked because they, you know, got together, got married, had some kids. So, you know, if the, if the little old lady at your work tries to set you up with her son, it might not always be a bad thing, I guess. (laughs) So fast forward to April 18th, 2016, um, Missy was 
getting ready to teach a fitness class at a local church. Um, now Missy was very big into fitness. Like she made her whole business about her fitness. You know, she was like on the social medias with her fitness stuff. She would teach classes like every chance that she got. She was just all about the fitness um, and teaching classes and just trying to help other people with their goals as well. So uh, she would go to like a lot of different venues. You know, she would do churches. She would do parks. She would do like local gym centers, um, things like that, wherever she could book, you know, just herself to teach a class. And then she would post about it like online through social media to get people to go. And she built up her career by doing this, um, you know, just by people following her online, seeing her journey with fitness and like how, you know, all of the things that she posted and then them wanting to take classes. So she kind of built up a little bit of a career and like a following and people who would, you know, be excited to take her class however many times a week that she would, you know, do it. So on this April 18th, she was going to a local church um, to teach a fitness class. And unfortunately, on this morning, she ended up being murdered by an unknown assailant. And six years throughout this case, it is still unsolved. So big mystery there. You know, she's just going to a freaking church to teach a fitness class. Like who would ever think that, you know, somebody would get murdered in that situation. So Missy was a 45-year-old mother of the three from Red Oak, Texas. And she was an active member of the community. She had no known enemies or anything like that. Everybody seemed to love her and know her. And she was just very involved in a lot of different activities and things that went on in their town. So on this day, you know, everyone was obviously shocked because it was like, first of all, who did this? Why did they do this? You know, this makes no sense. Like, this just has to be like a random person because who would have? done this to Missy. So it was just after 4 a.m. She had to leave her house at around 3.30 in the morning to arrive at the Midlothian's Creekside Church of Christ to prepare for her early morning fitness class, Um, which, by the way, that is dedication right there to wake up at 3.30 to leave your house and like Actually, she left her house at 3.30, so she probably woke up earlier than 3.30 to, like, go freaking work out. (laughs) That's dedication. That makes me, like, an extra slacker. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm bitching when my alarm goes off at 6.37. Right? I know. Like, she she was dedicated for sure because that is insanely early. (laughs) So this morning, she was teaching a lady excuse me, a gladiator boot camp sounds rough. (laughs) Um, and she was like prepping the room for this intensive session. Apparently this like gladiator boot camp was like a famous thing within the people that, you know, followed her. So a lot of people like to take it and students were supposed to be arriving around there around 5am for the class to start. So when her students got there at around five, those are the people who found Missy um, murdered in the church. So obviously 
you know, they quickly called emergency services. Um, and she had had a head injury and multiple puncture wounds to her chest. And her whole body, I guess, was just like surrounded by blood. I mean, I can't even imagine like walking into that site. Like you, it's 5 a.m. You think that you're going to take this fun workout class and you get to this church and your instructor is lying there, clearly murdered, just surrounded by blood. Like, I just can't even imagine like that scene walking in there and like how they would even react. You know what I mean? Like, it's just wild. So she was unresponsive when she was discovered and the emergency services got there 10 minutes after they called. Um, So Missy was technically still alive, but she died shortly after the paramedics arrived. They, They really couldn't do anything to save her at that point. It was just too much damage was done. Um, and obviously the investigation into her murder began immediately. So there's actually video footage from the church. So the church, the church is like parking lot, like the outside of the church, the cameras that they had weren't working at the time, but they had cameras set up in their hallways, like inside. So there is video footage of this person um, and it shows them carrying, it appears to be a hammer. They're not a hundred percent sure. Cause the video's, you know, not super clear um, to me. I watched the video. It, it looks like he's holding two things in each hand. I say he, and I don't know if it's a woman or a man, they don't know. Um, and I'll get more into detail about like what they were wearing and all of that. But it looked like to me that in each hand, They had like a hammer and then something else. It looked like a hammer to me, but people kind of debate back and forth on what it was that they were carrying. And this person walking through the church in the videos, it shows them like opening and closing different rooms around the building. Like it's super eerie. Like it looks like they're just like, they're just so chill walking too. Like they're not in a rush. They're not hurrying. They're just kind of like going around opening and closing doors. Like, I don't know if they were looking for Missy or, you know, what they were looking for, what they were doing there, but they were just calmly kind of going around opening and closing doors. Um, At one point though, they did break uh, a door to like open it with a hammer. Like it was glass so there was like glass shattered in various spots um the person's clothing in the video they were wearing a helmet gloves and shin guards and then they were wearing a vest with like the words police on the back of it like it looked like a legit cop like that's what it looked like and they were wearing like thick boots so the footage of the person in like that gear was, you know, heavily analyzed, but the gender of the assailant was inconclusive just because they were covered up so much. You know, it could have honestly been a man or a woman. People really couldn't tell. The killer was between 5'2 and 5'8 and their feet predominantly kind of pointed outward. And the a lot of people and police say they walked with a limp. 
when I watch the video, it's super, I don't know. It's not super noticeable. This limp that they talk about, like they, to me, it's almost like something that I thought about was the boots maybe looked too big on them. And maybe that's why they kind of were walking funny. And then I'm like, did they want, was it a woman because they wanted to look like a man? And so they wore these big boots and then it was affecting the way that they were walking. That's kind of something that I don't know. I was thinking about because the height's not super tall. And even if you watch the video in like certain spots, um, I was reading people's comments too um, underneath the video. And someone mentioned at one point the way that the killer was standing kind of like was a more feminine stance for just like a second, like the way that they like stood. And I saw it too. Like, I don't know, they're like, it was like their hip kind of was out a little bit. It was more of like how a female would stand. I mean, it could have been a man, obviously, like there's no clear indications of if it was a man or a woman, but in my mind, I'm kind of convinced that it was a woman. Wow. And if it was a woman wearing too big of boots, that's a risky move because like, if you have to get out fast because you get caught off guard by somebody catching you or witness, you know, anything that pops up, like how fast can you get out if your boots are too big? You know what I mean? Like remember being a little kid and walking in your older sister's shoes or, you know, your mom's shoes and you're just like gliding across the floor. Like, yeah, that's true. Like they would not have been able to run if they, if that was the case. So yeah, I know I have so many questions. Cause it's like, maybe it was a man. I don't, and it was just so eerie the way that they were like, so calm, like they weren't in a rush at all. You know what I mean? Like it makes it just even scarier watching it. So glass from broken windows, like this person took the hammer and was like shattering other windows at one point. Um, it was just all over the building. Um, so when the police were kind of investigating, they were kind of going on this like trail to help track the person's movements, um, kind of just figure out how they were going about it. They also found marks on the church's back door, which indicated to them, you know, how the perpetrator accessed the building in the first place. So initially, because of this, the police thought that the whole thing might have been a robbery that had gone wrong. Like maybe this person had broken in to rob it, steal whatever they wanted to steal, and then ran into Missy not expecting her and then ended up killing her. Sounds like last week's story. Right. I know. I was going to say there's another little ding, ding, ding in their connection. However, after searching the property, like it was clear that nothing was missing from the church or from Missy. Like Missy was still wearing her wedding ring and she had all of her belongings with her still. And like the church wasn't missing anything. So it's like, okay, it's clear this wasn't a robbery because if their whole goal was to take stuff, like they would have taken stuff. You know what I mean? Like even after killing her. So it seemed like it was starting to get a little bit more personal. So the police were obviously concerned. I guess this area, there hadn't been a homicide in years, like six or seven years. And they just 
weren't used to dealing with murder investigations. I guess it, it was just a nice area and nothing like that really happened at all often. So it just really shook like the whole town. And since the cameras were running in the hallways and they were running all night long, it kind of helped a little bit, but it still just wasn't clear who the person was. And also we don't see in the video and police couldn't see either. There's no video of like the actual murder. So the room that the murder took place in, there were no cameras. Um, So that kind of, you know, had a little stump on their investigation too, because they obviously couldn't tell like, oh, did she know this person? Was she expecting someone? You know, was it like out of nowhere type of deal? So they really couldn't tell about that either. And also weird was that Missy wasn't on any of the footage, which I just think is bizarre because it's like, I mean, I don't know how this church is set up. And like, if she went in through a door where there was no cameras and then she was just in that room specifically, but like this person's all over the cameras in the hallways and stuff, but Missy's not on like any footage at all, like ever, which is just super weird to me. And then I was like, well, someone from the church in on this and they like, you know, I don't know. I, all these theories were like running through my head. (laughs) So after police analyzed the video footage, they actually released it to the public, um, just kind of in hopes of, you know, someone knowing someone or something looking familiar to someone just, you know, wanting to find the person who was in the video. And the police told viewers to know the specific like limp that the person walked with again I mean I'll post the video on our Facebook um but if you guys watch it maybe you'll see I mean it's just so subtle to me that like the way that they make it sound is like that this person had like a full-on limp but it was just so subtle that like to me it honestly just looked like their shoes were big and they were just walking kind of a little bit off but I don't know so they were really putting like a I don't know, just like a heavy, uh, heavy note on that. Like, oh, this person has a limp. So if you know somebody with a limp, you know, it's just things like that. And within hours of its release, the police department was just getting flooded with tips from the public. Um, And the FBI and U.S. Marshals Office actually stepped in to just help field the calls because there was like a like just so many calls of people being like, you know, thinking that they know something, which is good. Like, I I think it's good that people wanted to help and call in and stuff like that. But I can imagine how much unuseful, you know, calls they were probably getting. And it was just probably like not slowing down the investigation because they weren't really having anything either, but just being flooded by so many calls. I can't imagine that being super helpful. Eventually, Missy's cause of death after, you know, they examined her and everything, it was released to the public as well. Police say that it was a head wound and multiple punctures to her chest. And police say it's consistent with the tools that the person was carrying seen in the video. Again, they don't say exactly what tools they were because the video is super grainy and it's it's just not super clear. But most people think that it's the one thing is a hammer and I agree it looks it looks like a hammer um 
So I'm pretty sure it's probably a hammer. I don't know what else they were holding. There was something else in their other hand, but you really, it was just so hard. You couldn't see. So there was no person of interest at this point, even with all those calls coming in and like, there was no motive. Like they just, they had nothing to go off of. So obviously the next step was to look into Missy's personal life to be like, okay, was there something going on in her life that, you know, someone may have had an issue with her? Was it this person, that person, all of this. So they, they really did like a deep dive into Missy's personal life and a guy friend of Missy's who was like a workout friend. He told police that Missy had seemed off lately, like before her murder, like she just didn't really seem like herself. She seemed kind of like down. He just, he noticed a little bit of a change in her behavior. So that was kind of interesting to police Um, Because from what they learned from talking to people, she seemed like a very, you know, upbeat, positive, happy-go-lucky person. Um, So the fact that right before her murder, her mood was kind of off, um, you know, just kind of struck a a little bit of chord with police. So the police got a hold of Missy's phone and recovered messages. And in these messages... There were flirtatious and intimate conversations on LinkedIn, which is very random to me because LinkedIn is like, you know, a place it's like an online networking platform, basically, where you where you talk about like career things and like link with people who are in the same field as you or in a field you want to get into stuff like that. So it's just super interesting that she was having these conversations through LinkedIn. Um, I don't. I think that, you know, maybe she was promoting her fitness business. And then I don't know if things just kind of took a turn from there with these people. Um, But there were also strange and creepy messages from a man that Missy had shown to a friend a few days before her death. I guess it started friendly and flirty, Um, But it was definitely enough for police to obtain a warrant for those LinkedIn messages. And it ended up turning to like creepy, unsettling messages. Now, the actual messages have not been released. So I have no idea what made them creepy or like what made them so weird. But I guess the sender was a male and Missy did not actually know him in real life. But the fact that they used like the term creepy and unsettling kind of makes me think like, okay, did this person get like aggressive with her and like demand things or like, you know, like, I don't know, just like make her feel unsafe or something. So that definitely raised, uh, raised a flag. So police believed that she had been in contact with her killer and also the names of the people who were on LinkedIn. Cause there were a few different people. She was kind of having like these, flirty type uh, conversations with Um, but there was just one person that it turned kind of creepy to but their names were never released but police kind of were thinking that at this point you know okay maybe it would be one of them uh, because that's really all they had to go off of at this point and and Missy posted a lot on social media about her upcoming boot camps Um, you know that was how she made her living she posted about her workouts and her different events. And that's how she got people to go to them. You know, that makes a lot of sense. 
So she posts obviously the location and the time of where she's going to be at these events. So it's very easy to find her. Um, And the night before she was killed, she even posted, you know, come rain or shine, the class is still going to be on. So unfortunately, her advertising, you know, made her movements very easily trackable for this killer if that was, you know, if they were in fact after her. Uh, You gotta love social media. It's uh, basically, you know, an app wrapped in pretty little bows for stalkers. For honestly, (laughs) for real. For crazy people. I mean, and I feel like the more life goes on and the more apps that are created, the like easier it is to be stalked. Seriously. And like the fact that people can like hack into things now, it's like, can they hack into your apps or just even into your phone and like, see your location it's just so crazy like how much people can do now with technology and even people even people who like aren't aren't hackers and aren't like bright like it's so easy to figure out where someone is you know when they're posting because a lot of people when they post they say oh checked in at this place you know so then they see oh they're there so I know where they're at like even on snapchat if you're friends and you have your locations on it'll tell you exactly where you are Right. Yeah. It shows like on a map, like where you're at exactly. And it's just like, honestly, it's dangerous when you like read about stories like this. Cause you know, you think that it's, it's all fun when you're doing it, but there's some scary freaking people out there who will take advantage of that information. So obviously they looked into Missy's husband, Brandon, because you know, they, they always look into the husband's. (laughs) gotta be a a standard um his alibi however was verified he was out of town in mississippi on a fishing trip so you know they they obviously took him in for questioning and and everything like that and did investigation on him but it was verified that he was out of town during her murder so it couldn't have been him doing the actual murder but in the investigation with him you know they wanted to know do you know, like, who would want to harm your wife? Um, and he told investigators that he couldn't think of anyone who would like to hurt Missy because, again, everyone just loved her and nobody knew of any enemies that she had. Um, he says that he'd kind of been worried about her being alone, setting up early for those classes, just because, you know, it's still kind of dark out at that time and, like, she's by herself. So, obviously, he worried about her in general when she would go and do that um but he knew that it was her passion and that she loved it so he didn't want to like not let her go obviously um but missy had a licensed gun um so she was nervous about it too so she had she had her gun with her that morning but it was actually left in her car in the church parking lot um I know that kills me because it's like, that was her, like, she, she had that form of protection that she like got for herself, but she ultimately couldn't use it because she left it in her car. So to me, that even indicates like, well, she obviously wasn't expecting, she wasn't scared. I don't think to be there that morning or expecting anything to happen because she wouldn't have left it in her car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, and it was at a, place where she goes all the time she felt probably felt comfortable right yeah and in a church like she just probably it 
would have been the last thing she was expecting like obviously yeah she's protected by the power of jesus (laughs) (laughs) right gosh not that day what the heck but he was probably busy trying to help me out (laughs) (laughs) but Uh, yeah that just kills me that you know she she had that that thing that gun that could have saved her but it was in her car like just probably feet away you know what i mean oh so kind of an interesting i don't want to say break in the case but like an interesting new thing in the case kind of happened on april 22nd brandon's father randy he went to a dry cleaners in town and he had a woman's white long sleeve shirt and it it was blood stained and he was asking for it to be cleaned Um, He told the employee that the blood was from breaking up a dog fight. But at this point, you know, this town hadn't seen a murder story in years. So everybody in that town knew about it. Um, You know, her story had been all over the news. So the employee kind of was just suspicious. Like they knew that this was her father-in-law. And so they called the police because they were just, you know, they were suspicious. They were seeing her news all over and they see her father-in-law come in with this like bloodstained shirt so a warrant was actually issued for the shirt um, and when it was analyzed it looked like someone had already tried to clean the blood off of the shirt beforehand so you know people were getting very suspicious of randy And police also noticed that Randy had a similar physique to the person in the security footage from the church. And he also walked with a limp. So at this point, and this is all like being public. So people know about this. Like at this point, everybody's like, oh, it's fucking Randy. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I would think that too. Like, oh, he's got a bloodstained shirt. He already tried to clean it before he brought it to the dry cleaners he looks like the person like their body type he has a limp just like that person so everybody's like convinced that it was randy however randy was in california when missy was murdered um and they confirmed this his alibi cleared him as a suspect and brandon's sister Christy, um, she corroborated her father's story that the dogfight did happen and the report eventually came back as positive for canine blood and was confirmed that he went to the emergency vet um, appointment right after that, the, right after the dogfight happened. Um, actually sad, but the dog actually died, which is just a sad note to add in. I'm saying I hope he got charged with something for dogfighting. Well, he, I don't know what happened if he was walking his dog and then a dog came up and started attacking his dog or what happened. Oh, it wasn't like a set up dog fight. It was like, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Like just a random dog fight happened and his dog ended up dying. Um, but despite all of this information, you know, he's in California, the blood was canine blood, you know, his daughter was with him. He went to the emergency vet. There's all these things proving his innocence. People were convinced and the community honestly just chastised Randy. And despite all of the statements being publicly made, he was like in their eyes guilty. And he was kind of like, I don't, I mean, tortured might be a dramatic word to use, but people were just convinced that he was the one to blame. 
even police, they kept their eyes on Missy's in-laws still because around this time, Brandon and Missy's text messages came in for investigation. And Brandon told the police that his marriage to Missy was great. You know, they were happy. Everything was, you know, butterflies and rainbows. But investigators did find out that the marriage was in despair and there was a lot of financial issues going on and there was infidelity. It was never disclosed, you know, who cheated on who or what. I don't know if it was Missy cheating on him. You know, she had all those flirtatious messages with other people, or if she did that in spite of him, if he cheated on her again, that information is not really known on who did what, but it kind of made them raise their eyebrows. Like you told us your marriage was great, but clearly there's a lot of issues going on. So Brandon's dad, Randy, he was also in constant contact with Missy and Brandon, like all the time. And a theory that people kind of had was that they were thinking Randy was upset about, you know, this, their marriage being in a rough state and the infidelity, um, you know, so did he do it or did he hire someone to do it because he was like upset about where their marriage was at? Or was it like the father and son were in on it together? Um, so that was a big theory going around people thought they were convinced that Randy and Randy or Brandon had to do with the death of Missy, but they do confirm, you know, both of their alibis that neither of them were like in town. So neither of them could have actually done it. I'm not saying they hired someone to do it or that they didn't hire someone to do it. Um, You know, that's always a possibility, but neither of them literally did it because they were both confirmed to be out of town. So a few weeks later, police found security footage from a nearby sporting goods store that was actually kind of like across the way from the church because remember the cameras outside of the church were not working so they kind of referenced the store that was right near it their security camera just to see if they could find anything interesting Um, and they discovered a nissan ultima with an oval bumper oh, it's a Nissan. <laughs> I that is funny because when I was like looking into this, I was like, I feel like another story we did, somebody had a Nissan. <laughs> I feel like a lot of them that I listen to, it's like always a Nissan. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna look to I'm gonna look differently at Nissans now when I'm driving around. <laughs> Could I fit in the trunk of that or no? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to side-eye those Nissans now, (laughs) but yeah, it had, um, an oval bumper sticker and it was driving around the parking lot a few hours before the murder. Um, so from the sporting goods store nearby the church, you see from the video that the car pulls into the church parking lot. Um, it was in there for a few minutes around 2 a.m., they turned their headlights off and they were just kind of driving around the parking lot, which is just weird. You know, like it's 2 a.m. They weren't even just parked like with their headlights, like if they were whatever they would have been doing, you know, but they were like driving around with their headlights off. So and not even like in a fast manner, you know, trying to like do donuts in the parking lot. 
Like it was just super weird, you know, like, what are you doing <laughs> type of thing? Um, and this video was also released to the public. The car owner never came forward and no one came forward knowing or claiming to know who the car belonged to. I can only imagine if the person who was driving the Nissan, you know, saw the video and like there's this whole murder investigation going on. They were probably like, if they were not even involved at all and they were just like fucking around that night or whatever, they were probably like, holy shit, like how scary would that be to be like, that's my car and they think that I'm involved in this like murder or whatever. I don't know. My mind went there and I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> um, so let's sell the car. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. We're going to get rid of this car now because it's <laughs> something totally opposite. Yeah, literally. <laughs> they probably did. I wouldn't even be surprised. But then they'd be like, huh, they just sold that car. That's like spishy, spishy, fishy, 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 spishy, fishy, fishy <laughs> for real. Yeah. Honestly. And they're like, the more they try to like make themselves not look like it, they make themselves look like it. Right. Like drawing more attention because they're just like nonchalantly like, oh, I just don't want this car anymore. But there's like no reason. It's just because I just want a new one. <laughs> and like plus. So this was at 2 a.m. You know, Missy didn't even get there till 4 a.m. So I don't necessarily know if I'm full in on this Nissan theory that they had anything to do with it because that's two hours before Missy even got there I mean unless they were just plotting what they were going to do but just the timing seems weird and I don't know the whole thing was kind of weird and nothing even came from it nobody came forward um and months passed with nothing like nothing was coming through another lead did come like months later Um, There was another vehicle that the police didn't enlist the help of the public in finding. I guess it was a dark SUV and it was seen leaving the church parking lot on the same morning around 4.30 a.m., which that to me is like, well, that's the freaking time she got there at 4 a.m. Her people came at 5 a.m. and she was murdered, but a car left at 4.30 a.m., like okay, well, that's the car you're looking for, in my opinion, at least. Some months later, in the fall of 2019, the police released that a tip had been phoned in multiple times during the investigation. The new lead was regarding former Lancaster police officer Bobby Wayne Henry. He was also a tactical officer who admitted to police that he still owned his riot gear Um, He says that he didn't fit in it anymore, but um, Henry was a licensed security guard who worked. Yeah, he worked Missy's funeral and attended the mass at the Creekside Church of Christ. Henry was a suspended officer from the police due to an aggravated sexual assault in 1996. He owned a similar car to the second vehicle police were looking for. The information on, you know, the SUV, and he also walked with a limp. So this guy's kind of just got like all the things that they're looking for. He owns a similar black SUV. He owns the riot gear. He's an ex-policeman who, you know, was like off because of an assault that he did. He worked her funeral, which is weird. And 
he also attended mass at the church that she was murdered at. So in my mind, my mind lit up when I read this. I'm like, it's him. Like, (laughs) he did this. Yeah, I mean, there's more checks against him than there is without him. Right? You know what I mean. (laughs) I know what you mean. (laughs) Like, the facts is like, check, check, check. There's more saying that there's a connection than there isn't a connection. Yeah, like, there's more things like, oh, I mean, all these descriptions, like, fit. And, and he walked with a limp. So yeah, like, I don't know, just so many things were kind of like adding up for them. Um, so police actually even sought the advice of a forensic podiatrist to compare the walk of Henry and the walk of the masked killer in the video footage, which is so crazy. I didn't even know there was a forensic podiatrist like that that was even a thing but I guess this person just like studies the way that people walk and apparently the findings were inconclusive of course so they really couldn't confirm or deny if the walk was the same of Henry's and the killer I'm like well he could have purposely been walking different knowing that there's cameras in the hallways if he regularly attends this church you know and he knows there's cameras but I don't know that's again another thing that just isn't confirmed however the main issue with Henry being a suspect in Missy's murder was that he was six foot one tall and if you remember the height that they estimated the person to be was between 5'2 and 5'8. So he was like way too tall to be the person that they were describing in the security footage. Um, However, the second search warrant issued by the police turned up multiple devices of his that contained child pornography. So that's kind of like an unrelated thing, but them kind of having that warrant to search his stuff led them to find this on him. And in June 2017, Henry was arrested for the pornography charges. um, And he took part in an interview from jail with Dallas WFAA News. He denied knowing Missy like at all, or he's like, I didn't even know her name. Um, And eventually again, his alibi for the night of Missy's murder was corroborated. So he was out as a suspect. Like, again, they were left with, like, no answers. I'm glad that he was looked into and obviously they found all the child pornography that he had and he was arrested for that. So that ended up turning out good. But it was just said that, again, they were at a dead end with Missy's case. He, just going back to Henry for a second, he was released without charge after 70 days in jail. Um, And to date, he hasn't been charged for the child pornography in his possession. He was also ruled out completely as a person of interest in Missy's homicide. So yeah, he went to jail, but he only went to jail for 70 days and he didn't end up getting charged. So like nothing is on his record, which kind of is annoying because it's like he had those so I don't know why it never went through but yeah just again at a dead end with Missy's case oh I know I don't like them when they're not solved I know because it's like especially when they just go through so many different possibilities where they think that they're so close 
And then it's like, oh, no, that's not it. That's not the person. You know, it just leaves and even her family with so many questions. So despite help from the FBI um, and seemingly strong, strong suspects, the case reached a dead end and unease quickly fell through the city of Midlothian with Missy's killer still free to wander the streets. So people on the internet, you know, they get dedicated when they find a case that they want to be solved. You know, they comb through all the internet clues to try to help find any information to solve the case, um, solve the murder. Uh, Some of them kind of went a little too far in their search. You know, they were getting into people's private private business who shouldn't have been. Um, People went a little too far. Um, And honestly, I get it. Like, I would love to, like, be the one to, like, solve a case. But at the same time, none of them gave any clues that led anywhere. And then they just kind of created some damage for other people as well, like in the process. So Missy's daughter, Hannah, um, recently spoke to Inside Edition and she kind of just talked about the struggles that she and her family had been going through since her mother's death. I mean, obviously just losing your mom in a tragic way anyways, But people just constantly told her that her dad did it. She says, you know, my dad loved her. He like was constantly, you know, just they were good, even though they obviously had marriage issues, but he was out of town. She's like, he did not do it. And she just said it was really hard to like constantly hear that from people like, oh, your dad did it. Your dad did it. In 2018, the case got a new detective focusing more on the fact that the person could actually be a woman. You know, Brandon told People Magazine that he actually believes that she was murdered by a woman. His theory is because her wedding ring was still on. Like, he thinks that it was a woman. I don't know. I don't really know where he's coming from exactly with that theory. Like, just because her wedding ring was still left on that he thinks it was a woman. I don't necessarily, I don't not think that it was a woman, but I just don't know that reasoning for it. But that's his reasoning, I guess. Again, Missy's killer was between 5'2 and 5'8. Their feet predominantly point outward and they walked with a little bit of a limp. This person could be a man or a woman. And police are still looking for the owner of that Nissan Ultima. So Oak Farms Dairy is still offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to the capture of Missy's killer. So anybody with information can share their tips with police by texting MIDL and a tip to 847-411 or calling Ellis County Crime Stoppers at 972-937-7297. So any information, if you hear this and you you know, think that you might know something, you know, just send in a tip. You never know where it could lead um, and share share this story, um, because, again, the more awareness that it has, the more chance of it getting solved. And I just hope for Missy and for her family that it does ultimately get solved just so they can have a little bit of closure and not just constantly have to live in fear of this person still walking around. And also just knowing that they're just getting away with it. Now, you said that they 
people were accusing her husband, but the daughter was defending him. Now, do you really believe he was innocent or are you getting like RJ vibes with the with Natasha defending him? Well, he was confirmed to be out of town. So I, I know that he didn't, he wasn't the one who actually murdered her, whether he hired someone or not. I don't know. I would, I don't know as much about him. There's not too much info out there on him. Um, I would hope, you know, that he wouldn't do that, but I mean, anything's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just thought that like a little ding, ding, ding moment when you were talking like, right. Like, cause his daughter was standing by him. Yeah. I mean, that would be hard, you know, knowing that your dad was out of town and like in her eyes, he loved her. I mean, I don't know their relationship exactly, but I know that it had problems. So it is kind of like you, you never really know what people are capable of or what they're, what they do. Well, the Natalie situation was different too, because he was on the boat. Like he was physically right. Yeah. Three feet away from her. Yeah. (laughs) And he was like the last one to see her. And like, he was like stalling everybody from like not calling. I just hate him. (laughs) Again, we won't go on that rant. I know Um, we keep, we keep going back. We're still mad about it. (laughs) Real quickly. I just wanted to say that um, when you were talking about like something about the awkwardness or whatever. And I just want to say like, yeah, when I was walking out of the gas station, we went to see um, Corbin's parade and we stopped and we bought pop and chips and snacks. We went and watched the parade. Well, on the way back, I had used the bathroom. So me and Charlotte ran in um, to use the bathroom and I had my pop with me. It was half drinking, but I still had it with me. And we went into the bathroom and came out. And I felt like the cashier was like looking at me. And then I looked at him. And he looked back at me and I feel like I gave like an awkward smile and I'm walking out with Charlotte. Like, I was like, I'm wondering if he thinks I stole this pop. Like he didn't remember me coming in to buy it. And oh then God. I went into the bath because I had a dress on and I didn't have pockets and I didn't have my purse. Yeah. That was in the car. You know, he's like, I'll go get the car and pull it up. Just go use the bathroom and I'll meet you outside the doors. So I'm just like, oh my gosh. I was like, I hope he didn't think I stole this pop. Like I was literally just here like an hour ago. Like, <laughs> That's so funny. Like, I wonder if he did like think that you stole it. <laughs> and we've talked about before, like how if you run into like coals and you don't buy anything. Yeah. You, you feel guilty, even though like you, you start walking out like you didn't steal anything. Like I'm going to walk like I didn't steal anything. Yeah. And you're like, but even though you, you literally didn't, didn't steal anything, like, <laughs> like you I try totally... to walk more instant than you normally even walk. I totally know what you're talking about because I get that feeling all the time where I'm like, act like you didn't do anything wrong, even though I didn't do anything wrong, but I just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. Oh I thought God. of that when I was at the guest station. I'm like, oh my God, me and Kay talk about this all the time. Like, That's hilarious. Oh I was like, I God. promise I didn't go into the bathroom and slam a half a pop and then walk out. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. That's, that's great. <laughs> But yes, um, that kind of wraps up today's story. Um, Definitely sad when it ends in a mystery. Um, But again, call those numbers if you have any information. um, Or even if you just think you do, you never know where it could lead. But thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. 
Um, we have a, another great one coming at you next week. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. So on that note, we got to go. Yeah, and stay creepy, y'all. Bye. Peace out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>